Welcome back to Witch Church. It's your host, Mal. I'm a professional astrologer, tarot reader and teacher, and intuitive healer. And you're about to listen to the recording of Witch Church Live, a sermon that I give to my Instagram community every week. Feel free to catch the live show every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Central on IG Live or listen to the recording right here on the podcast. This is a non-denominational weekly service for witches, astrology nerds, and anyone else who feels like they are being called to walk the spiritual path. At Witch Church Live, we talk all about the weekly astrological and tarot forecast and really anything else that is channeled through me about the week ahead. Oh, and you'll probably hear about my random life updates and some rambly life stories mixed in as well. I hope that's okay. If this podcast brings some kind of value or joy to your life, be sure to leave me a five-star rating or review on Apple Podcasts. And feel free to send this podcast to a friend if you feel like they could benefit from listening. If you feel called, you can also support the production of this podcast and my other creations on Patreon for as little as $5 a month and get access to my secret YouTube channel with a bunch of extra astrology and tarot content. And if you would like me to hold space for you on your spiritual path, you can book an astrology session, tarot reading, or distance Reiki healing on my site, malloryhasty.com. I would be honored to be your guide in some way. All of the links to my site and my social media are in the show notes. Have a magical week, my friends, and thank you so much for listening. I'm trying to think about what happened in this past week with Mars moving into Taurus. We also had Mercury shift into Cancer. We also had uh, Jupiter in the last few days get to their stationary degree. Is that the correct term? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) Because Jupiter will station retrograde in a couple weeks at eight degrees Aries. And Jupiter just moved into eight degrees Aries. So that's kind of interesting to me. And now coming up on Wednesday, we have the full moon in Capricorn. Uh, so do we have any Capricorn? What, what's going on here, Capricorns? Comment below. Are you feeling this full moon approaching Because I think there's something about this full moon that's a little bit mysterious. Um, I'm looking at the chart of the full moon in Capricorn. And let me see, actually, what day? It's Wednesday, right? Let me double check. Let me double check. Okay, so we've got, yeah, July 13th. July 13th 
at at around noon. Okay. And Venzella, you said, I'm a Capricorn sun feeling excited for the moon, a bit tired. Yes. Well, I was thinking, I think I saw someone post that this full moon is uh, conjunct Pluto. And I was like, is it is it conjunct Pluto? And I'm like, yeah, kind of. I mean, it's not like an exact conjunction, but this full moon in Pluto, sorry, this full moon in Capricorn is kind of close to Pluto. And if we want to get technical, that has been happening every full moon in Capricorn for a long time. <laughs> you know, because, you know, Pluto's been in Capricorn for a long time. So um, I don't know if it's particularly like a unique happenstance that this full moon is taking place very close to Pluto. But what I will say I think might be important to acknowledge is that this is the last Capricorn full moon that is close to Pluto, at least for the next, how long does Pluto take to go around 230 years? Because by the time we get next to next year's Capricorn full moon, Pluto will be in Aquarius. Unless I'm lying to you. Let me check. I might be lying to you. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> okay, let's see. No, actually, I don't think I'm lying to you. What, when is, let, I'm, now I'm looking at next year's, next year's uh, full moon in, okay, no, I'm not lying to you. Yeah, I don't think I'm lying to you. I think this this is uh Yeah, I'm lying. Okay. <laughs> Scratch that. No, I'm kidding. But still, if we're kind of down to the last few, we'll change it to few, not the final last. But if we're down to the last few Capricorn full moons conjunct Pluto. <laughs> I think that's kind of important, right? Because I was saying to my friend who I'm visiting right now, it's funny because she has sun conjunct Pluto. I have moon square Pluto. So we're both kind of Plutonian people in a lot of ways. And I was telling her about Pluto and I was saying that I, I think Pluto is in a lot of ways connected to like our cycles of reincarnation. Pluto, I think, has a lot to do with past lives and the patterns we have repeated for potentially many lifetimes. So when Pluto is involved, even if it's not an exact conjunction, this this full moon isn't exactly conjunct Pluto. It's like six degrees. There's six degrees in between. But regardless, I think we're kind of thinking about those, those patterns that we potentially are overcoming or breaking, the cycles that we're breaking, even though I think that phrase is a little bit overused. Um, 
there's definitely something going on here with this full moon in Capricorn. And I wanted to, sorry guys, I'm having trouble finding the cards that I wanted to, oh, here's one of them. You're not going to like one of them. <laughs> but you're going to like one, you're not going to like the other. Let me find it here. I really should do this before I go live, but it's more fun making you watch me go through the entire deck looking for the <laughs> looking for the card that I need. Hang on. Um, but I was thinking along these lines, Pluto being very connected. Perhaps all of the planets are, but Pluto especially in a lot of ways being connected to the cycles of reincarnation and how I think Pluto also tells us a little bit about kind of like what's unplannable. And if you're listening to the the podcast recording, I just held up the tower, which is kind of funny because the chart of today's witch church, the MC is conjunct Mars and Mars is the tower. Um, but I also have here the nine of pentacles. And I was thinking about these two cards together. Ah! Sorry, friends. <laughs> okay, I was thinking about these two cards together. The tower and the nine of pentacles. And what these this combination particularly has to do with the Capricorn full moon coming up. And I'm not necessarily talking about the tower in the sense of, um, you know, drastic life changes, like we're quitting our job or, you know, we go into work and the company's being sold and everybody is being fired or whatever. Like, it's not that kind of tower moment. I I'm more talking about the tower in a little bit more of a zoomed out perspective in the sense that, you know, when we plan things, the universe laughs, you know, like the tower being the opposite energy to kind of like material plans. Like, you know, because if the tower, the opposite of the tower is firm structures, right? The opposite of the tower is firm, a firm material world. And the tower's energy kind of says your material world is not necessarily as firm as you thought it was. Your material world is shifting in ways that perhaps were unpredictable. Your material world is more fluid than our egos would like to admit, okay? And that's funny because Capricorn, if we're talking about the full moon in Capricorn on Wednesday, Capricorn no likey. <laughs> Capricorn no likey. Capricorn does not like this idea that 
like the material world is fluid, right? Like, uh, and maybe that's an overgeneralization, but I think there's some aspect of Capricornian energy that would value the structures that are firm and quote unquote permanent, you know, Capricorn being a Saturn ruled sign. So when the tower is kind of coming to me, I'm thinking about how um, at this moment, if our structures are not completely as firm as we may want them to be, I'm going to get a drink of water here. If our structures are not as firm or maybe more fluid than we would like to admit, um, how do we come into acceptance of that, right? And that's kind of when we get to the nine of pentacles. And I think I've said this to you guys before, but if you're listening on the podcast, I'm holding up the nine of pentacles in the Sacerobito tarot. And we see kind of like, I don't know, maybe an indigenous woman with a hawk sitting on her shoulder. And she's kind of looking off into the distance, really, um, I don't know, I think in a really kind of determined way. And I really like the sort of eye, the third eye that's kind of floating above her head. Because I think in this way, um, the Nine of Pentacles represents a clear vision moving forward. And I thought the full moon in Capricorn particularly would be a good time to talk about What does it mean to have a clear vision moving forward when the tower, the tectonic plates, physically and metaphorically, the tectonic plates are shifting beneath our feet? You know, will our vision moving forward be challenged? Yes, But that's if we make super firm material plans that we expect to play out exactly as we imagine them to play out. In a way, I think there's a lot of this full moon that talks about like expectations, what it means to kind of expect exactly what we have pictured in our mind versus accepting what is actually unraveling in front of us. Okay, Um, so in a weird way, this combination isn't about the destruction of our lives with the tarot. It's not about the destruction of everything we thought was going to happen. It's not that. But I think there's some advice or guidance when it comes to how to move forward into this full moon in Capricorn. Um, Maybe the future, the future, quote unquote, isn't necessarily a specific materialized vision 
you know, like let's take the metaphor of building a house. The future is not, I'm going to have a red house on this exact plot of land, on this exact neighborhood, in this exact corner. That's not, I don't think that's how the future wants to materialize right now. Instead, the future is sort of like, I know no matter what, I'm walking towards a place that feels warm and cozy and like home. And I'm walking to a place that feels in alignment with me and feels like it kind of holds me as I grow. Doesn't that even sound better than the first thing? Because the difference between the first thing I described, the red house and the specific place you know, that's what our ego wants, right? And also, the second thing I described is more about the energy of the future manifestation. And I think that might be exactly what this full moon in Capricorn with a strong Plutonian influence. I think what this full moon in Capricorn is really revealing to us do we have a future vision? Perhaps. Is that future vision super material? Perhaps. But are we more focused on the material vision versus the actual energy that we are walking into? And I want, I think this, this week in a weird way is an opportunity to get clear. Again, not on the exact material vision, but getting clear on the energy of what we would like to walk into. And this might come as a relief to some of us, maybe including me, who are a little bit confused about what we might want from the future. You know, we might be a little bit confused about where we want to end up or what kind of job that we want to have or what kind of relationship we want to be in or what kind of location we want to live in, right? Like, what about us? <laughs> what about the confused souls who don't know exactly what they want of the future? That's actually a pretty good place to be in, in a weird way, I would argue. You know, like, because from there, you can still manifest. You absolutely can still manifest from that place. You are not lost, you know, like, because manifestation from that place kind of looks like just walking towards a specific energy that you would like to implement in your life. Again, maybe you're completely lost on what kind of job you want, what kind of job you would like to have in the future. That's totally okay. From there, manifest, okay, I want to feel valued at work. I want to walk into my office or I want to open my laptop in the morning and not want to jump off a bridge. You know, like... 
that is the kind of energy I think this full moon is calling for. Again, you have to almost get clear on the energy before the material stuff can even come through, right? Um, and uh, Alexandra, you said, it is a wake-up call to be ready and aware of the changes around you and be present. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Sh- for sure. And Katie, you said, obsessed with this message and the way the cards delivered it. Yeah, right? Right? Because it's so weird. It, it really came through for me. <laughs> Guys, you know what's funny? Actually, my friend's dog is behind me. He slept with me last night. Um, and uh, I pulled a card for her dog. And Chip <laughs> Chip got the Nine of Pentacles. And that's when this message came to me. <laughs> I was like, oh, Chip got the Nine of Pentacles. (laughs) And I was like, you know, like, I I don't know. There is something about Chip getting this card and then me seeing this specific Sacerobito image of the Nine of Pentacles. And I was thinking like, wow, part of this woman's kind of determination She is so sure of where she's going, but at the same time, she has no idea where she's going. Like, what she is actually sure about is the energy she is heading into, right? Like, seriously, like, like that is what she's sure about. And that's where her clarity and determination come from. It's not about knowing exactly what company she wants to work for. It's not about knowing exactly what location she's going to end up in, right? It's more about knowing, like, fuck yeah, like, no matter where I go, I will hold this energy. And I will be walking into this energy, right? Chipsy. Chipsy. Chipsy, come here. He's a little... (laughs) He's a little stubborn. Chipsy. There he is. He's still sleeping. He's a little... He's a little worried about... Or he's a little angry that I woke him up so early. Yeah. He's ignoring us. He's ignoring us. (laughs) He doesn't usually get up this early. Um, but... Um, so yeah we're really we're really sinking into the energy we are wanting to create let's pull one more support card for this since this is kind of a big message like when we receive the tower and the nine of pentacles like yeah there's just some i also have to say there is some element of the unexpected Again, it's not in like a, my whole life is being going upside down kind of thing. It's more like unexpected in the sense that I think around this Capricorn full moon, the universe is really going to show us like that when we try to overly plan or overly curate things like the universe does truly laugh at us (laughs) 
that has been the lesson, at least for me, for a, a while now, probably this whole year. So, you know, we can either overly curate what we would like and have the universe laugh and laugh and be completely shocked when we aren't walking down the exact path we thought, you know, or we can just kind of welcome in whatever, whatever kind of comes and, and be confident that whatever does come is an energetic match for us, right? Um, you know, it's like Rumi's guest house. You know, this being human is a guest house every day, a new arrival, right? And we can choose how we see this new arrival, right? Um, and the support card, to, uh, isn't this perfect? Two of wands, two of wands, See, this is why I like this deck. It's like, it's interesting because it kind of has like this anime theme. I'm not too into anime, but the way Saja Burrington depicts the cards is just perfect. Um, you know, the Two of Wands is a card of potential. And here, Saja Burrington has two wands... But in the background is sort of this Norse symbol of protection. I forget what it's called. If anybody knows what this actual symbol is called, let me know. But I think this card is really saying, yes, you are protected in your vision. You know, like even the tower, if the tower is here, even so, we are still protected in this potential, in this new vision that we are starting to imagine. Okay, um, so the Two of Wands is our support card. I think is also reminding us of how much progress we are making right now. And I think that's important because sometimes with Pluto stuff, um, we get a little bit obsessive. <laughs> believe me i know this is coming from moon pluto person but pluto can be a little obsessive pluto can be obsessive about you know the wound having a thought pattern which circles back to how we are hurt how we are wounded pluto can kind of hyper focus on the darkness in, in some way, you know? Not always. There's other strengths that Pluto has, for sure. But I'm thinking about the Two of Wands being kind of the opposite of a hyper-focused, obsessed energy. You know, Two of Wands is a very broad, you know, let's go into the world. The world is the oyster, is my oyster kind of energy, you know, where there's just this opening. Um, Alexandra, you said the two of wands letting us know we are not walking the path alone. Yeah, that too. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, that, you know, we are, we are never walking the path alone because whether we feel it or not, uh, the universe or spirit is always our partner, 
in manifestation, you know? So that's the thing too. We remember that through all of this, the Nine of Pentacles, the Tower, the Two of Pentacles, that spirit, or sorry, the Two of Wands, spirit is partnered, you know, with us in a lot of ways, okay? Um, so that's what we got, my friends. We got the full moon in Capricorn on Wednesday, and then we've got Jupiter about to station retrograde in a, in a little while here, in about a week and a half. Do note that Jupiter at eight degrees Aries is the stationary degree, and that's where Jupiter is at the, at this moment that we speak. So I think that has something to do with something. You know, like that's in the background. This Jupiter station. Also, this full moon in Capricorn happening fairly close to Pluto. Something else we could note is that Pluto is retrograde right now. And that might have to do with this kind of tower message as well. Like, because if Pluto is retrograde, there's something that he's going back over. Right? So, like, that's the other thing about Pluto and retrograde. Like, if you're feeling old wounds come back up, or if you're feeling like you're obsessing about something that you thought you were, quote-unquote, over, (laughs) you know? Or if, like, an old fear has resurfaced, that's, that's normal with Pluto, you know, being in retrograde. You know, that's what Pluto retrograde does in a lot of ways. Uh, okay, my friends. So we'll kind of see, we'll see what happens, what is revealed to us um, with Pluto being so close to the full moon in Capricorn. Laura, you said that's exactly what is happening to, happening to me this weekend. Yeah. Oh, I mean, especially if we if we have later... Capricorn placements, you know, Pluto's at 27 Capricorn. If you have anything from like 20 to 29 Capricorn in your chart, yes, you know, for that, even the past four or five years that all of that stuff has been demolished, (laughs) has been vacuumed, (laughs) Like 20 million times. You know, we had Saturn we, there. We had Jupiter there. We had the Venus retrograde there. We At the beginning of 2022, you know, now we have Pluto. And it's, you know, last year or so of, of being in Capricorn. You know, like all of this later degrees Capricorn stuff in our charts has just been steamrolled. You know, <laughs> like, I don't know. So, so I'm not... I, I guess I wouldn't take it too personally if that kind of stuff is coming up. You know, the old stuff that we thought we were done with or we thought we were healed, quote unquote. I mean, yeah, you're you're fine. You know, sometimes we are grabbed, as my teacher Achutabhava kind of uses this word, grabbed by the planets. Yeah, sometimes we're grabbed by the planets. Sometimes we can't take every single planetary transit personally, you know. 
that's that's what I'm feeling in, in a lot of ways. Okay, my friends. So, what do we got? Comment below. Can I be of service to you this week? Uh, do you need a card pulled? Do you need a prayer? Do you need some good energy? What what are we needing going into this week ahead? I'll ask for some good energy from you all. If uh, if you care to send me some support as I return to Chicago, basically after four months of traveling, um, I was only home for like a week. I've only been home for like a week since March. And now I'm returning back without a formalized plan. <laughs> but that's the lesson of the moment. Uh, you know, like like the sermon, like in the sermon I was saying. Um, you know, there's just some things right now that we can't plan too hard. So thank you for the good return to Chicago vibes. Uh, I appreciate it. And, uh, let's see. Katie, you said, I would love guidance on a new connection. Channeling energetic focus versus obsessing. Saturn and Cap, 11th house. <laughs> yeah. All right, Katie, seven of swords. Um, you know, sometimes I think... Yeah, the Seven of Swords is interesting because it's like, <laughs> you know, regardless, I think there's a little bit of like paranoia, anxiety, sometimes worry that that comes through with the Seven of Swords. And I think the trick with the Seven of Swords is almost like the ultimate mind fuck because it goes back to is this my anxiety or is this my intuition right like the ultimate question um is this anxiety because i'm paranoid about repeating a pattern or i'm paranoid about this or that happening again is that where this anxiety is coming from or it, am I really feeling something about the situation? Right, right. Like I'll, um, I'll give the example of uh, like obviously I'm a big Glennon Doyle, Abby Wambach fan. Like I love the um, We Can Do Hard Things podcast. Who doesn't? And I was thinking about how um, like Glennon Doyle, she was telling a story, I, it was either in her book or a podcast, but, you know, she obviously has a history of, like, a pretty tumultuous marriage, and then when she was in relationship, first, like, couple years of being in relationship with Abby, she was talking about how one time she, like, was checking Abby's emails, like, in kind of suspicion, you know, in kind of paranoia, and at some point, and I think that's kind of a Seven of Swords thing. But at some point, Abby was like, all right, what do you want to see? Like, here, just take my whole phone. Like, you can go crazy. Read my emails. You know, go through my text messages. Like, what do you, what do you need in order to trust me? You know, and that 
that's a good Seven of Swords thing. Because in that sense, you know, Glennon's paranoia was motivated by a past wound, you know, and not necessarily like the present. So take that, take that with what you will, uh, Katie. Um, that's what I'm getting with that. Pam, you said I would love a card. Absolutely. Okay, Pam. Six of Pentacles. I like this card because it shows like balance and reciprocity. And for some reason I'm getting, uh, I, I usually don't remember the daily polls because they just happen really fast. But I kind of remember there was something about asking for help that came through in a past poll I did for you. And I think there's still this continuing message. Because the Six of Pentacles is about reciprocity, receiving help, abundance, love, not feeling like we have to carry the world on our back all by ourselves. You know, the Six of Pentacles can sometimes, in its most shadowy way, come through as like the martyr complex. And I'm not necessarily saying you have a martyr complex, but I'm giving an extreme example kind of to to make my point. But the martyr complex is like, you know, oh, I'm all alone. Nobody can help me. You know, like I have to do it all myself. You know, that kind of thing is actually challenged by the Six of Pentacles. The Six of Pentacles says why. You know, why can't we learn to receive from others? Why can't we, you know, wave the red flag and be like, I need help, friends. Who has the space to help me in this moment? Or who ha what writer friend has the space to read my chapter I just wrote? Or what friend has the space to maybe take my kid off my hands for a couple hours? You know, you know what I'm saying here? Like, there's just some kind of reciprocity that wants to be invited in this week, Pam. Um, so, yeah, take what resonates from that. Uh, Faye, you said, can I please have a card for support? I am feeling uncertain and insecure about my current relationship. Okay, the High Priestess, Faye. Um, I think, Faye, I think there's an element of self-trust that wants to come through right now. And I think you should trust yourself that if this, if it gets to a point where this relationship is no longer for you, trust yourself that you will know that. You know, like, trust yourself that y y you will know when, when or if it becomes out of alignment. And in the meantime, don't mess with yourself. You know, like, if right now you're still learning and collecting information about this person and what it is to be partnered with this person, and if you're still kind of getting to know them and, you know, 
yeah, just learning about what this relationship has to offer you. Let it let it be that, you know, let it be that moment. Let it let it just be that frequency. Right. You I don't think you have to worry about. You know, is this is this out of alignment? Is this not? I think the high priest is coming through as like. If if it does get to that point where it's out of alignment, you will know, you know, because you can trust yourself. If it becomes if it gets to a point where you decide, yes, this is the partner that I want to be with and heal with. You will also know, you know, like that's that's something that the high priestess, I think, is coming through with. Okay. Noel, you said sending you lots of safety on your travels. Thank you so much. And Laura, you said, could I have a card for the week? Okay, Laura. Okay, Laura, so we have the devil. <laughs> um, I think, you know, I think earlier in the comments, you, you commented on kind of like obsessing, maybe resonating with like the Plutonian, obsessing over old wounds or kind of, kind of hanging out in the old, old stuff, if you know what I mean. That's kind of like the devil. You know, the devil is when we sometimes are gripped or grabbed by a certain fear or by an older coping mechanism. You know, the devil can be a little bit about us um, either choosing the old coping mechanism or choosing the more evolved higher self kind of option and also something that comes through with the devil is that the devil is capricorn (laughs) you know so we're coming up on the capricorn full moon and i think there's just something about this week that can be a little bit about um just like how do i keep my fear stories at bay you know like how do i control my fear stories so they aren't grabbing me and chaining me, you know, like that, that could be a devil situation as well. So it's not to say that this week is going to be a bad week, Laura, just because you got the devil. It's not that at all. It's more like kind of just being aware of when the old, the old BS starts to come up and we can even just say, oh, that thought sounded like something I would have done a couple years ago, but uh, I'm not feeling it anymore. Or like, oh, this feel, this feeling that I have right now, I've felt it before. And it it's come through at this point in my life. And this is what was happening. Like, that's how we kind of walk through the devil in alignment. Like, we're kind of like just becoming aware of what our fears and thought patterns are really telling us. Okay. Katie, thank you for the good travel vibes. And Allie, you said, I would love a card for this next chapter that I feel I'm on the edge of. 
Yeah. Ooh, okay, Ten of Swords. <laughs> I actually love this card for what you said. Because I think this new chapter isn't only like a material thing, right? Like this new chapter is, I think, like a lot about mental health and spiritual health and maybe living in a way where you feel more grounded in who you are. Maybe living in a frequency where... Like, yeah, we all have bad days and we all have good days. And like, you know, I like this idea of inviting in more joy, more pleasure, inviting in this way of living where like there is happiness to be experienced or there is things to get excited about. So I think the Ten of Wands might be kind of the the sort of... Uh, death quote-unquote of maybe a, a sort of period of life where you didn't feel like there was much joy or happiness to be found and now this is part of the new chapter this is part of like you now kind of a following following the path that excites you and I really like that okay um Benzella, you said, can I have a card for the full moon? Sending you good energy, Mal. Oh, thanks, Benzella. Okay, so card for the full moon. Ooh, okay, we got, okay, eight of cups. Love this eight of cups so much. And the hero font. It sounds kind of basic, like, it sounds very straightforward, but I feel like the message is very straightforward. Hero font, limiting beliefs about ourselves that hold us back. Eight of cups, letting go. <laughs> you know, like, like uh, sometimes we sing the tune or dance the dance of what other people have told us about ourselves. And sometimes we wake up and we say, hang on, wait a second. Was that actually about me or was that about the other person, right? Like if like our parents or a teacher says to us every single day at school, you're the class clown, you're the class clown, you're the class clown. You know, and we learn to, you know, seek love and attention through being comedic. And then one day we wake up and we're like, wait, how much of that is actually who I am? And how much of that is just people telling me this shit? It, you know, so that feels to me like there's something about the full moon here, Venzella, that is about you maybe even adjusting or shifting into like how you feel about you. You know, like, versus what others have told you about who you are. Like, it feels like you're kind of letting go of some of that shit. So I like that. I like that pull. Erin, you said sending you such positive vibes. Thank you. Um, and uh, Jeanette, you said, can I have a card for the week? Yes. Let's see here. Okay. 
Jeanette. Ooh, Jeanette the Emperor. Cool. I think, ooh, I like that. The Emperor, I think you're getting really firm on how you are kind of holding and maintaining your energy and your space. Especially in regards to other people. Because I'm thinking about like this week a little bit more of like a background thing that's going on is Venus is going to square Neptune. And I'm thinking like, okay, actually Jeanette has Venus Neptune in her chart. And Venus Neptune can kind of be a little bit like a meshment in the energies of not only other people, but also our environment. You know, and being kind of influenced subconsciously by the energies of our environment to the point where we're kind of like a chameleon. We're kind of like, you know, sinking into the walls and, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, we're just kind of that Venus Neptune energy wants to mesh in a lot of ways. However, the emperor is like, fuck yeah, this is my energy. This is my space. This is what. I want this is what who I am you know like there's like a firm sense of I which like in some ways can be a little egoic but I feel like this is kind of needed in this moment Jeanette like where you're really getting firm on who you are and what energy you carry and I think that can be empowering okay um, Noel, you said I would love a card pull. I am in the beginning process of move, moving and feeling lots of feels. Oh, well, Noel, congrats on your on your move. Um, four of swords. I think in this moving space, you are going to need to give yourself a lot of alone time and a lot of self care. And just a lot of moments of rest. Like, moving is exhausted. And the Four of Swords can be... Don't... eh, Careful. You know, like, don't overexert yourself. Like, pack a box. Take a nap. Set a timer. I'm going to do one or two hours of packing. And when this timer goes off, I'm walking outside and taking a break you know like I think that it's a very simple guidance but I think it's needed and needed and it's wise like it's easy during a move to sink into an extremism of do 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 go 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 but I think even with like your emotional processing of the move right now There's something about taking extra time for rest and care of your physical body. Okay. Alexandra, you said, I need a prayer for my first and second born who are traveling Europe. May the universe show them to be present and enjoy their time. Oh, I am in full agreement of both your kids having a wonderfully eye-opening healing time in Europe and I'm in full agreement of you, Alexandra, also maybe finding some of that too, wherever you are at the moment. And Alexandra, you said, I would love a card for the week. I'm kind of excited about taking the first step 
to self-care with exercising. Okay. Ooh, okay. Here we go. I like that. Getting back on the bandwagon here. Oh, the star. That's awesome, Alexandra. You know, the star is kind of like the light at the end of the tunnel. It kind of tells us like you've reached kind of an ending of a hard time and you're kind of in this like portal of entering into a new period of life where you feel more hopeful and you feel more like you have faith about the universe. And I think the star is just a good reminder that like exercise and feeling into your body is something that makes you feel good. It makes you feel empowered. And, and I think the universe is just giving you a thumbs up with all of that. Okay. Um, and Alexandra, Alexandra, you also said sending you all the energy to continue journey around the world. May your voyage be filled with blessings. <laughs> Thank you so much. Erin, you said, could I have a card for what to focus on this week? Feeling a bit all over the place. Yes. Ooh, okay, Erin, Knight of Wands. You know, the Knight of Wands can be this energy of, like, I'm really excited, or I have a million ideas and I'm not sure which one to focus on but also the knight of pentacles is able to kind of see like this idea is a little crazy and a little unique and no one's ever quite done this before but like I'm still gonna do it so maybe in a weird way it, it's not that you have too many ideas but I feel like you're kind of giving yourself permission this week to pursue the idea that might feel a little bit like unique or weird or pursuing the idea that feels like like oh how am I how am I gonna do this how am I gonna make this happen that's what the knight of wands kind of thrives on he's like oh I'm gonna make the impossible possible so feeling a bit all over the place like yeah, maybe there's some sense of like needing to formulate a little bit of a plan. But more so, I think you're just giving yourself permission to pursue something. Feels exciting, but also feels like a little crazy at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, uh, Laura, you said, thank you. That was super helpful. Faye, I'm glad that was helpful. You're so welcome, Allie. Um, S. Uh, Dixon, you said, so happy to be here. Can I have a card for the week? My job has been kind of rocky. Sure, let's see here. Okay, five of pentacles. Yeah, you know, I think at some point, job stuff yeah a lot of the time with it because of the capitalistic conditioning that we all live with I think a lot of the time we may feel chained to a situation that drains us because of financial obligation um and sometimes with job stuff I hope this doesn't come off as privileged 
because obviously, you know, we all we all need to think about material, monetary safety on a very fundamental level, right? So I'm not saying like, forget about the money, <laughs> do what you want. You know, obviously that's a really privileged um, perspective. But I will say that, like, it is kind of an interesting exercise, like, to just think about, like, this job outside, like, if we take the paycheck or the monetary kind of element out of the job situation, and we just think about, does this job kind of allow me to does this job allow me to kind of practice what I'm good at? Is this job a place where my talents shine? Is this job a place where I can grow and evolve as a human? You know, like that feels to me like that's what's coming through as Dickinson, like Dixon, this feeling of like, wait, I have all these talents, I have all these gifts, and I'm in this place, and is this really the best place for my gifts and talents? And can I believe that it's possible to shift into an environment where my gifts and talents are more appreciated, right? Like, it feels like that belief needs to come in like you need to believe that you have other options like or like you need to believe that change is possible in this area of your life I think that's kind of what's coming through um so cool Jeanette I'm looking forward to being back in Chicago too Noel you said thanks Mel I needed to hear that Aaron you said that definitely makes sense. Thanks so much, Mal. And Alexandra, you said, thanks for being here. Well, thank you all for being here. I hope this message helped in some way. As always, please keep me updated on um, how the full moon plays out. Okay. And uh, I think there's, I just, I feel the love. I feel the love today. So, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your Sunday. I'm going to go get ready for my tarot class that starts in a little while. And uh, yeah, keep, keep me updated. My books are open. My July books are open. My August books are open. So if you've been wanting to snag a sesh, you know where to find me. And uh, okay. All right, friends, Benzella, I did read your comments, so thank you for saying that. Um, all right, friends, sending you love. Talk next week.